Hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, you. I'm talking to you guys. How's your day going? It's Thursday. Maybe it's the morning time. Maybe it's not Thursday if you're listening to this on another day. Either way, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Before we get to today's guest, I want to first say thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Now, if you could do me a favor, I would appreciate that even more. Well, no, I lie. Um, But if you could help me out, help the podcast out, go and rate it, review it, share with your friends, subscribe if you aren't already subscribed. All of these things help the podcast. Now, if you are in the market for CBD, you can go to my good friend's website. I have their link in the show notes. Jumbo Superfoods. These guys are great. All of their products are the best. They make... I use their muscle balm on a regular basis. It helps with my joints and just muscle pain. CBD is known to help with inflammation. Whenever I put it on my joints, it helps with that inflammation. And there's some other great ingredients in their muscle balm. They use all of the best high-quality ingredients, all top-notch. I love putting their CBD uh, cinnamon cbd spray there we go i like to put their cinnamon cbd spray in my coffee tastes phenomenal mixes well everything is great so again again guys what does cbd do for you it has so many medicinal properties oh my goodness it's being used to treat ptsd or it's been shown to help aid rather with ptsd uh depression it does help treat epilepsy it has neuroprotective properties neurogenesis Many, many benefits. It can help with anxiety. The list can just go on and on. Check these guys out. JumboSuperfoods.com If you do use the link in the show notes, it helps out the podcast. A portion of your purchase will be kicked back to the podcast. So I really appreciate it. Help me out. Now, for today's guest, I have Jose Jones. Jose Jones is the motherfucking champ of life. I love this guy. I had a great time talking to him. Um, fun fact, we didn't talk about this in the podcast. Uh, we did mention that Jose is a boxer, um, and you know he did Golden Gloves. I think he kind of glossed over that. It wasn't really the, 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 the focus of the conversation. However, fun fact, Jose and I competed against each other twice. Uh, we competed each uh, against each other uh, once as amateurs in the finals of Golden Gloves, and then again as pros. So he's just a great guy, and he has a phenomenal story, and uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So here we go. Here we are, Jose. Yes, sir. Jose Jones. Yeah, no, like you're saying, I wish I did speak Spanish. You know, I tried. 
Um, how many years? How many years? You, I, know, you, I remember you mentioned something that you went you went to school for like a couple of years, right? In high school. Um, I studied it in high school a little bit, <laughs> and then um, I did Rosetta Stone. Fucking, oh. I did it religiously, but only like three months. That's not enough. <laughs> That's not enough. Like to learn a language, you have to immerse yourself oh, into yeah. it. Or, or yeah, but you know, you know a lot of people now, so you know what I'm telling you, you just gotta make the trip. Yeah, I have no excuse. I need to quit That's making right. excuses. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's your first language, right? Yeah, yeah. I speak. Yeah, Spanish is my first one. I don't, you know, I know a little bit of Portuguese. Yeah. Well, you know, but nothing, nothing crazy. Well, you know, Spanish. You know, English. Man, I don't know what to tell you, but you know, English is being that one of the hardest languages. In, that's what everybody says. Yeah, it's yeah, just the yeah. hardest language. There's um, so many things, man. I mm -hmm. feel like when you, you, everything that you guys use, you guys use so many words that it's like sometimes in my head it's like everything is up with you guys. Yeah. Turn up. Show up, light up, you know, turn <laughs> down, you know, I mean, you know, so you know, you get confused because you're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because one word can have so many meanings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it uh, it's very confusing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but um, you've you've, I mean, I feel like you speak it very well. Like you've completely. Uh, I yeah. You know I, I mean? feel like it's easier to learn that like a uh, English after you've learned. Uh, I feel like oh, I guess it's. I feel like it's easier to learn languages when English isn't your first language. Yeah. I guess is the way I want to say it because, yeah. like, so the love languages. So you have like uh, there are a lot of those are what Latin derived. You have yeah. like French, Italian, mm -hmm. Spanish. I know there's a couple that I'm forgetting, but those are all pretty similar. So I yeah. would imagine it's easier to learn those mm -hmm. than it would be English. Yeah, yeah. For example, like French and Spanish, they, you know, they say it's a huge relation. You know, like I got a lot of friends from France that they it's easier for them to to learn Spanish than from me learn French. Right. You know, because there's a lot of similarities mm -hmm. when it comes to the French and the, and the Spanish language. It's same thing with Italian. Right. So, yeah, so those three, I would say that those three are, are ones that definitely can, there's a lot of relation on those words. And the Portuguese, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One day. one. Day. I need to quit just saying one day. I just need to make it today. That's just right. Start, you see? Start learning, You're going to be casa to casa, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I wanted let's um let's jump into uh just tell the folks a little bit about just kind of your background who you are so you're from Panama what like let's start there like what brought you to the states well I um well the main thing that brought me to the states was that I always wanted to since I was in since I was a little kid I always wanted to to you you watching all these movies watching all these wrestlers out NBA basketball players I always wanted to be a basketball player that was my main thing that's what I came here to Lindenwood to with a basketball scholarship oh really yeah a lot of people they, they don't know that but I um um that was my main thing you know it's kind of like I grew up in Panama all my friends they were going to um the Panama high schools and everything and well you know remember the Americans they were back in Panama taking care of the canal so I got some friends that they were from from here. Okay. Or they were studying in Panama because the United States has like a they have back then. Well, still they have like a a high school, but it's only it was only for Americans. Oh. So okay. my neighborhood, I got a few friends that they were from here. You know, their parents they were working in Panama. So I was always um, when I was a little kid, I was always watching them. They they be, they were going to school with just regular clothes, you know. And all the schools in Panama, no matter that's why a lot of people they don't know. All the schools in Panama, no matter where where where, where you at, you have to wear a uniform. Oh, really? Public or private? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that was one of them. Since I was a little kid, I was watching my friend Jaime just wearing like just hat, regular clothes, shoes, tennis shoes, and I'm like, wow, why? What I need to do? 
to be to yeah. be like to be like Jaime. <laughs> yeah, his name was Jamie, whatever. Was, <laughs> but you guys call him yeah, Jaime. We call Jamie. You know, we, we switch everything. But you see, what I'm saying all those, all those. You know, and I'm I'm sharing with you things that I when I was a little kid that I was like, wow, what what is this? And then I they, I find out well, that's United States. You know, mm -hmm. that's the culture. That's the way it is. And I start. You know, I fall in love with that. Mm -hmm. And I start, of course, you will start watching some movies. Um, you guys will have soap operas, you know, that we, we watch in Panama. But, you know, you know what I mean? Like movies and, and things like that. And I say, you know, this will be one of my main things. I would like to study there. Okay. At least college. And the crazy thing is, like, if you are from Panama and you want to uh, study, in, you can. You are from Panama. You can go to a, you can go to, a, to the to the United States high school or, or like it's called Balboa High School. That's the name of the high school. You can go to that Balboa High School, but then you have to pay oh too much money. It was like twenty thousand dollars, I remember back then for like uh, for like a year. So it's like a private school. Almost like a college though with that yeah, with that charge. Yeah. Like what they're but charging. for you guys it's free. Okay. You know, but for us, if any Panamanian wanted to, I mean, that was my understanding. I don't know. Probably my dad was lying to me. <laughs> He's like, know. hey, listen, listen. Yeah. $20,000. Yeah. So, but I, in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, you know, uh, apply when I, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to go ahead and apply. I hopefully get on a scholarship so I can come to the States. Okay. And that was the main, that was my main goal. Oh, so, so your first exposure was just kind of observing the kids and then like, yeah. And then you kind of took to like just like the whole entertainment portion of it, and just I guess you hear that a lot. You know, you see it on TV, the movies, the the shows, yeah. and a lot of people learn American culture yeah. through TV. You know, from what I've learned. Mm -hmm. um, so were you like a big? I mean, you were just all into like the NBA. Like, who was your who was your guy? Oh man, ba Michael man, Michael, Michael back then was was the man. Michael, like, you know, and I watch a lot of. Uh, what was it? Um, WWE. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stone Cold and The Rock. I mean, back that, when that it was, was still WCW, yeah. WWF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then it was WWF. So that was some of the things that I'm like, I need to go. You know. Yeah. Plus my dad. You see, my dad used to own a club in Panama. That's what that. This was something big too. My dad used to own a a club, a, a, a radio stations in Panama. Uh huh. And I wanted to. Yeah, I was I was pouting too hard, man. Like, oh, I, you know, okay. my senior year, my dad was like, "What? You know, I got people coming in with me, twenty five people, thirty people, grown 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 ass man coming, you know, knocking on my door at my mama's house. Oh, can I can I go? Can I can I speak to Jose? I got my I got a big brother. Uh -huh. well, those guys they were asking for me because they were they know <laughs> they knew that I was a guy that I was you know letting him letting them getting for free okay uh, you know hooking, hooking them up with anything yeah anything they wanted to but anyhow my dad well you know like i said all those things i feel like my dad was like you know what this guy wants he wants to he wants he wants out he wants to start in the united states you know he just met you know he just like you know being clowning here and i need we need to get rid of him yeah in a good way and i said you know we found a college we you know actually his friend his one of his best friends his partner my dad he had some investment in a gas station, and I remember that back then his friend's daughter was a Lindenwood. So that was one of the main things that he said, you know, he asked his friend, you know, where, you know, what's the name of the college that your daughter goes to? Hmm. And then his friend was like, you know, I my daughter goes to Lindenwood. I can hook you up with somebody in Panama that knows the whole process, and that's how it started. And my dad was actually he was happy. He's like, you know what, this is something that he been he been asking me to you know to study in the United States for so many years. You know, right now he's not doing anything. That was like I was out of right out of high school. I was doing I was six months in Panama doing nothing. Yeah, and uh, he feels like you know the money's right. 
let me go ahead and send them to to Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. So that's why that's 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 how I am here. Yeah, man, you ended up in a very um, I don't know. I almost just want to say a very strange place in the, <laughs> oh, yeah. in the country. You Absolutely. know what I mean? To come from out of nowhere just yeah. to be right in the you know the Midwest. In the middle, man. <laughs> I, I, you know what? But I, I, you see, and that's something that I'm still I still struggle when it comes to like diversity and everything. I feel like all the years that I've been here, I've been surrounded with you know that with a with a diversity diversity population of friends and that like, community, and I don't really. Like, I, you know, I'm a person that I kind of like talk to everybody, you know. Yeah. And I feel like it's all in your mind. Like if I, I, I get where you, I, I get where you're coming from. But in my experience, it's just like I just being, I, I've been, you know, fortunate to be around everybody. And I feel like I appreciate every culture in a way that I'm like, I know there is no, there's not a lot of diversity, but I can make myself, I can call people and make that diversity club. And, right. Yeah. Um, you know, because. You you have to take advantage of the opportunities and the things that you have surrounded. And I feel like me working at Lindenwood, being at Lindenwood for so many years, there's a lot of people that stays here. And and you know, and actually for the past I would say five six years, it's like it's me coming out now, coming out of that shell. Yeah. But now I'm starting to to connect with people from here, people that you know what they they want to learn about me, because there's a lot of people like I'll be honest, you know, at the beginning it was hard. I people, bet it was. People say, "What part of Mexico are you from?" <laughs> oh, you speak good Mexican, and I, you know, I, and I, you know, I went back to them. I said, "You speak very good Canadian," and <laughs> stuff like that. You know, those are the type of things that you know you, that. But don't get me wrong. I understand. I know that there's a lot of people that you know that mind. Uh, you know, they don't know. But he's just instead of me getting, I used to get mad, man. I used to, I used to go, <laughs> I used to go beast mode on those people. Like what? Yeah. I got people telling me like, "Oh, you from Panama? Uh, Panama? What they? <laughs> yeah, I got this guy telling me that. Oh, I remember Panama. All the MacGyver episodes they were filming Panama. I'm yeah. like. MacGyver, I, I, and I and I seen MacGyver myself before, and yeah. I know that was like. A, Is that even true? No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, well, these <laughs> guys were making all stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, this, you know, I, this guy made me go back uh, to YouTube and start looking for some MacGyver episodes, and it was like a shithole place that I don't even know where MacGyver was, and that's why he tried to compare, you know, where Panama, I'm from, yeah. Panama to that. Oh, well, so you know, disrespectful. <laughs> well, like I said, well, I, I use, you know, I take that as a, you know what, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, let me educate them in a way that involve them in, in my culture and this is who I am. Panama is this. I speak Spanish. I don't eat taco. I eat, you know. So instead of like, um, you know, me getting, getting, you know, mad or whatever, I just, you know, I just say, you know what, he just need to know. And I yeah. take my, I, I take the time and I sit down and I tell him, hey, this is where I'm from. Right. Well, I think definitely the positive there is you can definitely treat all of those um, those instances as like opportunities to connect with somebody to, to teach them. Yep. So that's important. And then from my understanding, I remember uh, like my freshman year there, there was like a, they, they tried to like tote the statistic about Lindenwood just to make it seem better than yep. like Mizzou because that's mm-hmm. pretty big competition. Yep. But they had they had a greater um, uh, like international population yeah, of students huge. than even Mizzou, yep. and it's not a big college, so nope. I imagine that probably helped the process, maybe a little bit. But yep. what what was the culture like? Like the culture shock like coming here, or I guess a better way to ask it. So you had this idea mm-hmm. of like America and like mm-hmm. how people acted, and I imagine that even influenced the way you acted. Yeah. So what what was the difference like once you actually got here? Well. 
did it did it meet expectations like did you find out that people didn't necessarily act the way you thought they acted or like what were the differences like what were you know what i mean what kind of things kind of stuck out for you no well the, i would say that for me it stuck out the how people they are the separation you know what i mean that like you know i don't i feel like in panama here you know when i went to lindenwood i remember my first year I got I got caught up in the in the middle of like I'm Hispanic, mm-hmm. but I'm black. You know what I mean? Like I consider myself black, Hispanic. Yeah. But here it was like you know for me it was like a, I would say it was a struggle in, in a little bit finding where who I belong to. You know if I belong to because even even the Hispanic people they were like you know I was the only black Hispanic. There's not too many black Hispanic here in Lindenwood. Period. Yeah. And, and then and then. I can see when I, as soon as I walk into the cafeteria, I can see that there were like the black athletes mm-hmm. and there were the, you know, the white athletes or there were the white people here, black people here, Hispanic people there. Yeah. So it wasn't like it. And for me, it was like, wow, I get to choose. <laughs> you know, I, I get to choose who, who can I sit yeah. next to it, you know? Yeah. And that for me was shocking. In, in Panama, I feel like we have a culture that everybody's just... Yeah, it's just all love. Everybody's everybody. everybody's mixed. You know, everybody's so mixed with each other. Even though, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There is, they, I feel like there is a discrimination, racism. It's, that's everywhere. But yeah. it, but there, I don't know. I feel like there in Panama, they it's more like, uh, I don't know. Here is more like quiet. You know, it was it, it could be more quietly or more, oh, yeah, little, more secret or more, more. Yeah. It's, it's more, more, more. I don't know. It's more evil. I would say that it could be more evil. In Panama, they tell you straight up, you can't say <laughs> we don't like you, we don't like you. you yeah, know? yeah. I, I, and I've been, I'm, I'm used to that because uh, that, that's 18 years of my life. That's what I, you know, I heard that and I seen it, and you know, you get used to that. But here it was more like, uh, in, here it was like, well, we cannot sit with Jose because. Uh well well okay we can see with Jose because he's Hispanic you yeah know? yeah but I'm like well, I'm black too what's going on? you know and I can see everything was for me was very it was, it was, I was I was in shock when it comes to that I feel like you know um, I can see that that there was like a segregation and there was like a resentment from both parties of, of like no we don't we don't I mean even if I want to my parents they don't want to they don't want me to be associated with with you or this and that yeah and i'm like for me it was like okay i need to be careful who i definitely talk to or who i associate associate myself with right so, yeah just because you don't you don't really know what uh what's influencing them or what their yeah. motivators are or what the case would be hey do me a favor we fix that court it's like it's rubbing up against the mic here i'll help you just so that way there yeah thank you champ thank you champ. <laughs> uh, yeah i'm sure that that'll annoy the listeners they just like kind of rub yeah. every now and then but um yeah, so you're here and you're you're trying to find a tribe, which I mean, community is so important. You know what I mean? Like we're all searching for a community mm-hmm. in some way or another. Um, so I, yeah, I can I can definitely see why that would be challenging. I know, like me growing up, um, the number one question I get asked, like I don't have an accident or anything yeah. like that, but like the number one question I always get asked is like, what am I? Like, yeah. like why? I don't know why it's the most important like thing to people, but it's like. And the guesses are always, they're all over the place. It's they like, say, you, I get, they say you look Hispanic. Yeah. I get Hispanic <laughs> a lot, but I've also gotten like Middle Eastern. Yeah. Um, I've gotten Islander before as well. Um, very rarely do people ever guess that like, I'm just mixed. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, in, in essence, we're all just mixed. You know, it's just whether or not we have more melanin or not. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, it's such a crazy thing how we as humans like always search for like this, um, just this external thing yeah. to to 
to link us. You know what yeah, I mean? absolutely. I feel like it's always like when it comes to like a label or it's it very comes superficial. down to yeah, it comes down to the perception. And if they don't have a word for that, you know, they are like, oh lord, we never seen we never seen anything yeah. like that. It has to be, you know, mm-hmm. it has to be labeled by something. You know. Yeah, and then people they'll react to fear. People what they don't understand they fear, and then usually that turns into some negative animosity. So that could definitely dictate the situation. But yeah, uh, yeah I agree, champ. Yeah. Well, shit, man. So. You came here for basketball. Yeah. Did you also box at home too? Yeah, I started boxing. You see, that's the thing. I started boxing since I was 12, 13, back home. My dad used to be a boxer. And then, uh, well, he boxed an amateur. My cousin, you know, he boxes too. He he, he actually went professional, actually did pretty good. He won the, one of the WBO, okay. you know, a belts and everything. It's a boxing organization, right? Yeah. And he's still he's still at it. He's he's in Russia right now, you know, uh, sparring a bunch of guys and everything. But the thing the thing with me was that boxing in Panama is always he has that label, he has a stigma that only the people from the hood can do it. You know, oh, the really? poor, yeah, and the poor people. It's a poor, you know, in Panama. It's there, it, unfortunately, is is labeled as a sport that only you know people from the hood can do it. People from the ghetto, people from the people that have, they don't have no dreams. You know, it's not like a it's not like here. Things has changed. Don't get me wrong. I'm telling you about when I was back back mm-hmm. then, but um, it was like that. It was more like you don't have you don't have school or you don't have um, you do you don't do anything you know all day. Then you go to the boxing gym and, and you, you know get yeah you get beat up and you know. So I I grew up you know that that um that's why my my parents and you know especially my mom was some of the things that she talked to me, and she's like, no, there's no way you're going to box. I always like love boxing. I, I feel like I wanted to prove a point to my dad that I was like, you know how it goes. I was like 11, 9. I was like, I want to be like you, better than you, yeah. and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So he paid for me some private classes for like a couple of years. But then, um, yeah, I I, um, I ended up quitting because um, I feel like because of all my friends and Especially my family. My mom was like, "No, you don't. What are you doing? You know, really? this is a sport that nobody likes." Yeah, it's like this is what poor people do. Yeah. Yep, yep, oh yep, wow, yep. that's that's fascinating. Yep. Um, there are definitely those sports like that, right? That um, that really um, in boxing has been one even in America where it's always been like the really like lower class, like really hardworking, struggling people tend to be like the best fighters. Yeah. And and they, they take that path in, in the fight, like the sport of fighting in particular, like that's how they seek like glory and respect and, and you know, all those great accolades. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, how many great fighters come from Panama? Like a ton. No, yeah, we, we have plenty of, we have plenty of fighters, but, but again, the story, the background is the same. Yeah. You know, you call him like Durant, Roberto Duran, you know, he's a guy that he only went, I believe he only went to sixth grade. You know, oh, he, really? he didn't go to no middle school, no high school, no, no nothing. Like you, you see, you see guys that that that's why he has that. Don't get me wrong. You see, that's why all this reputation of boxers that are from Panama that they are made it and they became champions is because they came from nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but you see, and I don't recall seeing a boxer until this date from Panama that has been well, that lived in Panama, been going to school come from like a middle class or high class family or whatever i made it no oh wow yeah i never really really thought about that or or even looked into you know what are the 
like the social like economic like divide between boxers and like yeah. who makes it wow that's fascinating yeah absolutely and they like for example here that's what i'm like here when i, I did my career here and everything but for here for me here was like i remember ryan Cohen, my friend Ryan, I started playing football at Lindenwood. You see, that's the thing with me and ba um, basketball. Things didn't go right. Oh, it didn't. I went. I applied. I did my tryout at Lindenwood, and oh my lord, so many big guys. Man, I was like I was one of the smallest guy in the court. But they were <laughs> like, no, we need. Everybody was like, you know, six five, six seven, seven. I'm like, well, so I, I quit right. You know, automatically myself. I was like, you know what, I cannot do this. But then <laughs> I was walking around campus, and I was, you know, back then I was like two twenty maybe, and I. Uh, Lifting a lot of weight. That's all I did. And I remember that coach, what's the name? Coach Gorosinski. He was, Lindenwood, the football Lindenwood team was so bad that he actually asked me, he said, hey, you want to play football? And I said, okay. And that's what that's how I started playing football now. And instead, American football. Like, you know, it was crazy because no English. You know, I came here with with little English. Like, I'm telling you, when, when I say little, it's like, it was more like a catch-up and... Oh, yeah. And yeah, high bye and stuff like that. Like he when even when he said football, when the football uh, coach said football, I was thinking about soccer. Yeah, I'm saying I'm gonna go ahead and play soccer. Yeah, I played soccer before in Panama too, but no, it was American football. When we went to the meeting, it was a bunch of guys with shoulder pads and pads. Way and I'm different like, sport. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it was it was ridiculous, man. That's why I got the I got the nickname salsa because you know. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy because they asked me why they wanted to play, and I say, well, in my in my eyes, I'm like, well, I'm I'm the I could be one of the fastest guy here in the team. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> and then, oh my lord, I, I, they put me as a free safety. Oh really? As a DB, and oh lord, that was ridiculous because I when I start backpedaling, I was start I start doing some salsa movement. I don't know where that came from, but anyhow, I love it, man, because it was it was very hard. Everything was hard, but I say, you know, I, I'm those type. I'm, I'm that type of guy that I say, you know, I'm not gonna quit because I know that this is not my sport. I love, I love contact. Don't you see? That's why I'm like, I, I was defense. I was, I was playing defense. I love the contact, but I feel like I, I, I told myself, I'm like, I'm not gonna be an NFL player. I know that, <laughs> but I know that I can make the practice hell for you mm -hmm. or for anybody. I played with Didi Dorsey. You know, he played. He was one of the first guys that went to the NFL. I went. I, I, I played with a lot of guys that they definitely. Uh, they. I can see them. Like man, I, and all I can tell, all I can tell, all I can say to myself was that I wish I could have. You know, I wish I could have learned this in. Yeah. A little. You know, just give me at, at least a year. You yeah, know what I mean? Bit, yeah. Just have a little bit of time to pick yeah. it because you. Yeah, you jumped right in in college. And yeah. They had a pretty decent squad. Well, I, I mean. Um, I never, I never played varsity. To me, was like, I, I was only a JV. Yeah, I was playing the JV team. I actually made some tackles. You see, I was moved from DV to a to a linebacker because they were like, <laughs> they were like, boy, you too big, you too big, you too damn big to start playing no uh, DV. No DV. You gotta be. In, uh, so I, I play one of those the invert. Yeah, you know, invert linebacker. I was just in the inside, and then it was, it was good. You know, like I say, I, I knew I wasn't gonna go anywhere, but then. That's why one of the guys that was in the in the football squad told me, "Hey, you know what? I'm going I'm going boxing later." I'm like, "Boxing? Yeah, it's a boxing it's a boxing gym here down the down the street. It's free, free." I'm like, "What? Why say not? No, say no more." Oh my, say no more, and they, that's it. That it was over. You know, I start you know I start boxing, and since since that, my first year at Lindenwood. What year was that? That was um I would say 2000. 2003. Let's put it after a year. 2003. 2003. I started going to the gym, 
and yeah, he, he was he was definitely something that I I connect with right away because you know I, I liked it. You know, I, I I told myself I'm like I don't have any <laughs> I don't have mom. There's no mom. There's no uh, grandpa, grandma. There's no family here. None of that. I, I, I can do anything I want. Yeah, and that's what I kind of like started to know. Hey. You know, but at the at the end of the day, you see when when you asked me about that cultural shock, everything was in place in my head when I came here. I was he- I was here by myself. I'm like, you know what? It's nothing. You see, it was so so strange, and and people were different. And I'm like, I'm still trying to find out who I belong with. You know, what kind of group I am, or what is this? Right. So I feel like boxing was one of the sports, one of the things that definitely helped me. Like, you know what, you don't have to go be out there struggling to find out your identity. Yeah. You can just come here and, you know, free your mind and, you know, free, feel better. Yeah, so that was that, I mean, that was that, that thing that, like, grounded you and, like, and it, it kind of presented you, like, that foundation to build from. Because yeah. that's a hell of a time to be coming to America. I mean, I mean, you don't know who you are at that age. Like, you're still learning about yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just add the whole situation of not necessarily even like, you know, some people, they, they move away to college and they just go to a different city or a different, yeah. you know, a different state. Like you went to a whole different fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's just a whole lot of input to, uh, to, to try to sort through, you know what I yeah. mean? As you're, as you're coming up, but, um, you're a hell of a boxer. Yeah. So that's always a good thing. And you're, you're incorporating the boxing into your therapy. So, yeah. um, before we talk about that, let's first talk about like what you're doing now with because you're a counselor, right? Yep. And therapist. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Like talk about like your education some, and then like what you're doing yep. with therapy and your, your philosophy and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. You see, I start. You see, I start. My first degree was in um, when I when I got done with Lindenwood, I finished with my my first degree was in mass communications with um, business. Okay. And then I was uh, I was blessed with the opportunity of work at Lindenwood for. You know, for to do my for my work. You know, after you you're international. When you apply after you graduate, you get a a one year. It's called uh, OPT. It's like you know, it's it's kind of like a training, but you get paid. It's kind of like a job, okay. right? So I was. Linda will say, you know what? We can help this guy. This guy can definitely work with us. Help with the international community in the business office in charge of collection. And uh, and I said, you know what? Why not? So I I stay there. I apply. And then I also apply for a work visa, and I'm sharing this with you because I, I once you once you graduate from from uh, any university in the United States, you get you get to work for like six years. You you get a visa to work for like six years if the company try to help you out. You know, it's, it sponsor you. Okay. So that's what Linda would do for me. So when I Linda would when Linda would do that for me. For you know, we signed a contract for six years or whatever. I said, you know what, I'm working at Lindenwood. I know that tuition is free, so I started taking you know masters. You know, I I, I ended up taking three masters. I I got my first masters in, in business, okay, international business, and then my second master was in in school counseling. Then just talk, yeah, just talking to friends. They were like, Jose, you 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 can be a school, you go, you know, you can be you great with kids and all that, but why not be apply for also a a professional counselor, work with adults. You have your own office. You can be a school counselor during the day, and then at night you have your own private practice. You got people coming in and talk to you about their problems. I'm like, well, that sounds, <laughs> you know, money. Yeah. Well, he says he says it makes sense. Yeah. And I say, sense. you know what? Let, let, let's go. You know, I start doing some numbers. I'm like, well, that, that, you know, I'm down with that. And all that schooling's free. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. And then I did that. 
So I said, you know what, let me go ahead. And, and everything was, you know, at the same time fighting. You know, fighting, I, I'm thinking about, well, I got to train for Golden Glove. I got to train for my next fight. I got to train for, you know, out-of-town out of tournaments and everything. Because, But I, I can see that connection right there since I started taking all those masters with boxing. I feel like boxing was one of the things that kept me going, kept me he was telling me, hey, Jose, you cannot lose this opportunity because, you know, I know they're giving you school for free. Well, who knows? Things can change. Or who knows? You know, you got six years. Well, you know, you can get anything can happen anytime. So you got to take advantage of that. I started getting paid. I don't even know. Twenty, twenty five thousand dollars the first year I started working there. So I remember that in my head, I'm like, well, that's well, I got to do what I got to do. Right. Let, let me add one master's. You know, one master back then was twenty thousand dollars. And I, in my head. I was thinking instead of getting paid twenty twenty five, I was getting paid forty five fifty. Right, and that that's how I walked. You know, I walk around thinking, "Hey, I'm the fifty fifty thousand dollar man coming out of uh, Lindenwood, but only twenty two years old." So that for me was huge, having that mentality of like taking advantage of that. So yeah, so I did that in two thousand eleven, two thousand no two thousand twelve. I finished with my degree of counseling, and then you have to go into a two year. Um, yeah, for, for 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 professional counseling, you have to work two years under somebody, and apply and work three thousand hours to get your license as a professional counselor. Okay. So I did that. So while doing that too, I applied for my doctorate at Lindenwood. That was in two thousand fifteen, I believe. I applied for my doctorate because Lindenwood they offered me, a, I think it was like a sixty, yeah, fifty sixty percent. They don't give you that. Yeah, the doctorate they don't give it to you. They don't give you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make you pay 50% at least. And I'm like, well, you know what? I take it because I know that I knew that I wasn't going to work for Lindenwood for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, as a matter of fact, this was in 2014. I'm sorry. So, I started taking classes for my doctorate. And, and you see, I, I'm I'm almost done. I'm done with all my classes now. And next month, I get to, I'm, you know, I create my dissertation. Okay. So, I get to present, defend my dissertation in front of uh, of my board members and in front of the, whoever is, whoever shows up. And in December, I get to uh, go to the ceremony. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, absolutely. Man. I'm done. I'm done with oh, that yeah. because this is something that, and I feel yeah. like this is something that can definitely take us to, to um, what happened to me in Panama. I wanted to, you know, this was something I wanted to fi finish. Mm -hmm. And when I was in Panama, that was that was one of the big things that I was. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you uh, <laughs> introduce us to that in a minute. Segue to that here in a minute. Yeah. I mean, we can. I mean, we can do it now. We can come back to the to the boxing and because yeah. uh, it's it's just naturally flowing. So yeah. what you're referring to is you you visited home, yeah. right? You it was it was just for a visit, right? No, I, I actually. Why you know, did you go home? Yeah. No, wait, I didn't go. See, the crazy thing is, like, I didn't go home. Oh, you didn't. So tell me, <laughs> take me through the whole situation. No, the whole situation about me and uh, you know getting stuck in Panama. It was I went to um, I went to Belgium, my sister's wedding. My sister got married in in Belgium in 2000, yeah, 2016, and I remember I went there for a week. So when I went, when I when I came back after a week, I um we stopped in Chicago, and then the CB what what's the name of those officers? Uh, you know those officers that work in the you know work inside of the airport. The TSA officers or the uh... CBP control. They they have a name, but anyhow, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know it, but yeah, I forgot <laughs> the name completely. But anyhow, that that person asked me if I if I they look they looked you up in the computer. The crazy thing is like they were stopping any anybody any any black person coming from Europe was getting interviewed, and they they were I can see that they were giving them a 
a, a hard time, especially. Really? But, I, but, I, but the crazy thing is like the day before, I remember because I was I was in London and I was reading the newspaper. That was there was a terrorist attack. There was a terrorism attack in London. So I'm pretty sure they were going hard when it comes to like any any flights coming from and I was coming from London. Yeah, so anybody who looked like you. Yeah. Or any, yeah, anybody yeah, like, like us, well, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. But anybody was like anybody coming from London specifically too because you Just know anybody from London there. Yeah. Okay. I can see that they were like going hard on anybody. And I remember that they um they asked me, "Well, Jose, did you um they looked me up and they said, "Do you how many what are you doing here?" Well, I live here. I just came back, you know, I went for I went to Belgium for a week and now I'm returning to finish my my doctorate and they said well um let, let's let, let me look you up more they, they they told me to have a seat you know when they, they tell you to have a seat that means like something's going on like you already know yeah at that point. i'm like oh my lord i remember it's crazy because the next day i had to pick up my daughter it was her birthday we had to go to chucky e. cheese i don't even know what I, I got something planned for her and then they called me after half an hour they say oh did you um did you are you were you a professional boxer I'm like, yeah, I retire. I don't fight no more. And that was like after my, that was my last fight. That was like two months after my last fight. My last fight was in, it was in April or something. And this was May. Did uh, we fight on that same card? I don't know we didn't. I know we fought on a card together and you knocked the dude flat out. I know, though. You fight. You fought. I fought Daryl Cobb. Oh no, that was after that one. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you yeah. knocked that dude but, flat out. But I think out. you, I think you fighting the same. You didn't fight on the same. You probably fought in May. I don't know. Or probably that was didn't. in February. Ah, okay. So you you didn't fight on the May on the April one or something. Or no. That was, so the April one was your last fight. Yes. Okay. In the 2016. Okay. But anyhow, so the guy asked me. I said yes. I, I'm a professional boxer. I retired now. I don't fight no more. And then he said, Well, did you um, did you have a work permit for that? And I said, Yeah, I have a boxing license. I had to apply for a boxing license in Missouri, and they gave it to me. And they were like. What about Lindenwood? I'm like, yeah, I I used to work at Lindenwood. This is my work permit. I mean, I have a, a visa that I, I I got that approved for six years, and I have everything with me. You want me to show it to you? He's like, no. Uh, did you you being a professional boxer? He said that you being a professional boxer. Did you told immigration that you were gonna fight? I only did like five, you know, five six fights, and I say no. Did I supposed to tell immigration I was gonna fight because nobody told me that? He's like, well, yeah. You should have told immigration that you were going to fight because you are you international. And I'm like, yeah, but if I'm applying through the state of Missouri, the Missouri Board of Athletic, you know, right. Commission, why I don't get it? Nobody, you know, they should have told me. They should have told me. Somebody should have told me something. Well, who's to say that you were intending to box when you applied for your visa? Who's to say that you didn't get your visa and then decide to apply to box? Yeah. And then you go through all the necessary steps. Yeah. So why would you say that up front? Who's to say you did know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Keep no, no, you're, you're right. But, uh, but you're right. But that's the thing. You see, and I'm, and, and I'm, you see, this guy is talking to me after like a 17, 16-hour flight. You yeah, know? you're tired. All, all I want is to go home, see my daughter, you know, spend some time with her, birthday party the next day. How old is she at this time? She's a, Well, back then, well, she was eight. Eight. So I'm thinking about well, wait a minute. What? And the guy was like, "Well, man, um, um, there's a paper called voluntary withdrawn of application. You have to sign this, and this is nothing. You know, this is basically a paper that you basically you're telling us that you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to, you voluntarily don't want to enter the United States, 
but you can come back next week. I'm like, what? We just got to get a new visa. Go to the embassy, the U.S. embassy in Panama, get a new visa, and then you should be able to to be here. You can be you can be here in in, in next week. I promise. I seen this happen. <laughs> I seen this happen before. But in my head, I'm like, no. If I go to Panama, this guy, Panama is hard to get a visa. It's like any other country. It's hard to get a visa, and I don't think that they will give it to me in a week. You know? Yeah, they, that's it, crazy. It sounds like crazy. And I say, can I can I talk to a lawyer or something? No, you don't get to talk to a lawyer. He said, listen, man, we have a long line. Uh, you don't sign this, then you're gonna be barred from the United States for 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 ten years. What? It was either sign this. Sign this. He basically sign. He he even told me, um, "Did you are scared to go to Panama?" And I said, "Well, I haven't been in Panama in a long time, so I can say I will tell you yes, because I don't know too many. I don't know what's going on. You know, my 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 dad. He's a he used to be a a, a lawyer in Panama. You know, you never know. You know." So, but, but in my head, I was just thinking about so many things. I'm like, what is going on? It was so many things. He even said to me, if you decided to, if you, if you for some reason, you cannot go to Panama, we, you can apply for something called asylum or something. Asylum, yeah. Yeah, but then you're going to be here for like eight months, six, eight months, and I don't think you want that. Do you want that? Do Where you? is here? You'll be here. He, he said you'll be here. He is stuck. He he, he, he stuck in the Chicago area. Yeah. <laughs> when he said, when he said here, like you're right. He didn't say like, well, you're gonna be in a, in a in a penitentiary or like a detention center. No, nothing. It was more like you you get stuck here. It could be six months, eight months, until you get until you get to talk to a judge, something like that. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, man. Why didn't he, can I talk to a, your manager? And then he said, well, yes. So another lady came. I remember she was she was expecting a baby, and then she was just she gave me the look. He already talked to you. I have nothing to do here. Either sign it or you gone. Yeah, they have no sympathy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But anyhow, I have to sign. I sign it. But then I'm like, Are you sure I'm gonna be here next week? He's like, Yes, you're gonna be here next week. And then, um, long story short, man, went to Panama. I remember. I remember the same day, man. They put me in a, on a, in a little in a little room. It was a little because I said, You know what? Let me. Uh, can I, you know, where I'm going to sleep at? He's like, don't worry, you're going to sleep in the back. <laughs> They're going to put you in the, in the back. In the back, They have a back room that uh -huh. that's why they detain everybody. So How big is the room? Oh, my Lord. It was like, I think it's like here. Yeah, maybe from yeah from the bike to where you at. It was you know, just this big big square. Oh, that's well, not they, very big. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, it wasn't big. But the thing is, like he said, don't worry, we're going to wake you up. Because I was basically, you know, they, they detain me. You know, I was I was I was on detention basically there, and I say, um, I know, yeah. The crazy thing was this. He's like, well, so you signed, right? I said, yeah, I signed the paper. So he said, well, you're going back to Belgium. I'm like, you're going back to Belgium, <laughs> to London, because I came from London. Uh -huh. You going? You need to go back to London. I'm like, no, I cannot go back to London because I don't have family there. I'm, you, I have my family in Belgium. My sister, she went for her honeymoon. Can I go to Panama, please? He's like, well, you go to Panama, you have two hours to buy your own ticket. Because you have to pay for your own ticket to go to Panama because we cannot, that, that way it is, it's like we send you to that country you came from. And I'm like, wow, at this, at this moment, I'm like, well, now he's, he's, he's basically telling me that I got to come, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have $1,500, $2,000 on my, on my credit card or anything. Yeah. And I had to come up with that because they were, they were not able, they were not going to pay for that. So I, you know, call, I got to call some family members and we were able to collect the money in less than three hours, I would say. And then uh, 
the next day I was, you know, I spent the night there. He, they say I was supposed to be there for, they said that it was only going to be me by myself in that room. That was a lie. How many people they put oh in Oh, my Lord. That was crazy. Like six, seven Africans. Everybody was. I remember that. It was, we were all on the floor. I got, when I woke up, I couldn't sleep. But every time I wake up, every five minutes I wake up, I got somebody's feet on my, you know, right in front of my, right in front of my nose. Because, you know, they were like, everybody was. Just crammed in the room. How yeah. long were you in this room for? It was like from, maybe like from like 10, yeah, from like 9 p.m. until 8, the next day, 8. So just the whole night. You yeah, were and, the, and the room was locked. It was locked. It was so how? What if you needed to like use the restroom? Or did they give yeah. you food or anything? Or were they just worried that you guys were gonna like try to yeah. escape? Yeah. yeah, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so that's what it was. I mean, like Shit. I said, but, but everything was more like a like a secure, of course, security reasons and everything. But nobody, nobody told me anything. You know, they were basically everybody that was there was somebody that they su suspect that even they 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 didn't belong or they were gonna do something or yeah. they had suspicious intentions to come to america and i said wow okay you know like i said you know you know me i'm a person that i say well i'm he told me that i just need to go to the embassy and i should be fine so the next day crazy thing is like yeah they, they i remember there were like two um two officers that came the next morning to to get me they said we have to score you to the to the plane i said well okay so they scored me to the plane and the crazy thing is like the flight attendant was my cousin Oh, for real? Oh, fuck. <laughs> they, I remember they gave, they gave, you know, when these type, when these things happens, they, they don't give you your passport. They give the passport to the flight attendants. So the flight attendant has to give it back to you when you land in your country. So All these type of things. They you know, treat they, you like a criminal from oh, yeah, the yeah. get-go. Yeah, well. Are they even treating you like a human being at all during this situation? You know what I mean? Like, are they even, like, being somewhat friendly to you? No, well, no, I feel like, I feel like everything, you know, they... It's crazy now that I now that everything is gone. It's crazy because you know, in you when you in that moment, you the only thing that you, I was in like I said, this this for me was like, you know, rock bottom. I feel like I was just I just wanted to do whatever. My last words that I got in my head was go to the embassy and do what you gotta do. You know, of course, when I was inside, I, I remember I was knocking the door, kind of go to the bathroom. They were like, you know, ignoring me. I'm like, hey. You know, yeah. you, but but anyhow, I feel like this 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 is just you know, this is just the the way I perceive things on the, on that night. I was mm -hmm. tired. I was it was a long day. Yeah. So next day, saw my cousin. She's like she's like I haven't seen you in more than twenty years. I'm like you right. How are you? Oh my lord, you look the same or whatever. So we uh have a seat. I'm like you know. So I sit down by myself. You know, I'm like well I'm going home. I was able to collect the money, fifteen hundred dollars. That was a ticket or something. So the next day, I remember I went to Panama. I was in Panama on Saturday, man. Monday, I I had a, I had a no Tuesday. I had a an appointment in the embassy. So I went to the embassy with all my paperwork and everything. Hey, you know what? I'm, I only got one more class to finish. This is what it is. They say no, we cannot give you a visa because in the computer shows up that because that. The officer, I've been, I'm pretty sure the officer wrote down something. You know, they have to know the database. is everybody see it. And the database was something like, you know, he works. Basically, he, he, did, his, he did some professional fights without permit, without telling immigration or something. But, you know, but he, they, just told, they just told me that, do you work without authorization? And I'm like, no, I have my work permit. This is it. I have my boxing license. This is it. 
they were like, well, oh, the embassy is something else. The embassy is something else. I don't, you know, they, you can tell, you can ask a lot of people from different countries. There's so many embassies that, that people, they are so rude. You know, they have a big old glass window, man. Every time you, they ask you, you know, you there, for example, the, people, the person that is doing the interview is asking ask you things like, um, where you want to go? Well, I want to go to uh, Disney World. See, you know, you got my kids. I want to go see Disney World, Mickey Mouse, whatever. They say, no, you don't qualify. Go home. Go back to your country. Go back, go back where you're coming from. You are not coming to the United States like that. Damn. Because I said so. And I've seen that. You know, I've been in the embassy so many times, and I hear so many so many so many of them that they they rude they 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 yeah. are so rude and the crazy thing is like and that's what i tell all my friends in panama because you know i feel like i'm not talking about everybody but there's some people that the manners is not there maybe a little training maybe so many you know a little workshop or something can help or i don't know but at the end of the day i feel like a lot of people have that stigma of of like labeling people from the from the united states that they're all the same you know They'll rule because, of course, they go to the embassy, and that's the only contact that they that they have yeah. with an American person. Yeah, that's a shame because, you see what I'm yeah, you know, it's really weird because I don't know if it's just like those type of jobs make people super unhappy, or if it's just unhappy people like to go to those jobs because it's like they get into no matter what level it is, like they get into some sort of like little position of power, mm-hmm. and then like they just exert that to the fullest extent. Yeah. To whoever extent to whoever they're like coming across, it's really weird. Like when you come through customs, or mm-hmm. I mean, it's I it's go to the DMV sometimes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like people are just they're just so rude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then even if you try to be friendly with them, it's it's um it's definitely usually not well received. No, no, no. It's so yeah. weird how that is. No, absolutely. And I got plenty of experience. I got oh, I'm friends and everything. But anyhow, I went there. They told me no. I applied, you know, every time you apply, it's like $120, $50 to apply for that. So mm-hmm. I applied, long story short, I applied five, six times. Five times. So they, they denied they did, you four previous times for yes. different reasons each time? Yeah. I, no, the main, it was the same reason. Same reason every time? <laughs> the same reason. Uh, this was the reason. They always give me a paper. They said that I didn't have enough evidence proving proving that I was going to return to Panama. They wanted me. You see, the thing is this. For that because I was under, you see, I was under a work or a work visa, but then when I stopped working at Lindenwood, I switched to a student visa. So I never been in here. I never been here out of out of status. I always have my status. I always have because you have to keep your status just to stay here legally, right? Yeah. So I did that, and, and I said, "Well, I'm applying for a student visa." He's like, "Well, you've been in school so many years." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm finishing my doctorate, and I only got one more class." They were like, well, you never, you haven't, I've been here, f- back then I was 14, it was, 14, it was my year number 14 that yep. I was here. They were like, no, there's no way we, we believe you that you're going to return to Panama. I'm like, well, in my head, I'm like, well, you're right. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I need to finish my doctorate. You yeah. know? They were like, you got to give me the benefit of the doubt. And at the end of the day, they said, you got to prove, uh, you got to bring proof that you're going to return. I'm like, I said, proof of what? After being fear- there for 14 years, what do I mean to show you? Yeah, what kind proof of proof? Of what? I mean, <laughs> they, 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 they didn't say anything, but that crazy thing was that I went back to my to my mom and dad's, and they were like, well, Jose, whatever we can prove, I mean, whatever you can do to let them know that, you, um, that you're going to return, let's do it. So I started, I created a foundation in Panama. I created a business in Panama. I enrolled myself in university in Panama. My dad gave me like two, three properties, 
you know, used to lands, used to like, hey, you know what, this is yours. That's, you know, those are the cool things that I was like, wow, I got some things that I never had before. Now yeah, I had you, it. Yeah, you're established <laughs> in Panama. In less than, less than a month. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. My dad is like, yeah, yeah, you, you, I'm here for you. And I said, yeah, I appreciate you, man. And we went every time we see the crazy, this is a crazy thing. Like I was, you know, I started. I did that foundation in Panama called uh, Therapy, the same thing as boxing therapy, but in Spanish. And I was working at this foundation for free every, every almost three time, three days a week. You know, just giving back and creating and working with all the people and kids with disabilities and everything. And I was, you know, getting newspapers. I talked to the embassy. I mean, I talked to the first lady, secretary. I made an appointment to the talk to the president. I mean, this was huge. I was all yeah. over. Um, um, change.org just getting you know get, try to get um help from everybody anybody i got the crazy thing this is the crazy the crazy thing too is that i got a letter from the five he was five senators from the united states really chicago i mean yeah i got a senator from illinois from florida from uh, texas georgia missouri all those letters man these letters they were powerful letters t- telling them give the boy give jose jones a chance to complete yeah. his doctorate yeah has nothing my my history here is clean i have nothing 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 a few parking tickets that's all but um you know what i mean like they said this this is a great guy this is a good guy this guy yeah. is helping the community he got this type of program give him you know give him a shot so do you do you still have all that so are you still like just as established in panama like the the foundation is yeah. still going mm-hmm. and see so that's amazing like so you have property down there you like you set up a foundation yeah. you did all this and and how in six, se- mo- six, six well, months six months but you know everything was done the foundation everything was was done in less than a month but um but you're right six months was all my at- you know counting all my attempts all my attempts of going of going there myself and and they um denying me and it was more like uh, I remember I, went, <laughs> I wanted to go to the well the crazy thing I remember that it was it was in I got a bunch of papers I got a bunch of folders with me three four forty five one the last day I went with like a little car with a bunch of books and you know they they were not even taking a look at those things you know I, I had him you know when like I said the guy was in front of me and I said well these are my folders you want me to show you the proof no I don't they never they had they never ever actually told me let me see what you got. Really? Nothing. Because of what it was set up in the computer. The computer, you know, and that's what it is. They don't um but the crazy and the the funny thing was like they were they were telling me they were telling me this. that's what makes me mad all the time every time I was there because they were telling me, You gotta not today, sir. Keep applying and maybe you have a better luck next time. Just keep bringing keep applying, keep bringing documents. Well, he was, you know, some people were telling me that. Some people, other people said, just read the letter. It will tell you what to do. And the letter was the same thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough evidence that. But if you, if, that's the thing. That's what makes me mad was more like, if you're telling me right now, wait a year or wait two years or apply in six months, a week, I get it. I apply in six weeks. I apply in two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't tell me that. You you just tell me like, oh, keep applying. Um it's very uncertain. Yes, like and, and that was do. a huge problem for me because you don't tell me, you know, I'm a, I'm a fighter in life. You know, I have to, if you don't tell me something that I'm doing wrong, I'm just going to, that's how human beings, that's how, and especially these type of circumstances. I got everything. I got, I, I actually, I recently bought a, a townhome a month before this happens. I was, you know, I was, uh, 
I remember that, you know, I was applying for more custody time with my daughter. So we were going through that custody case too. So I was finishing my doctorate. I got everything. I got my little suitcase that I came from. Uh, mm-hmm. Your whole life is here. Yeah, yeah, everything. You know, so I'm saying I have to fight. I have to, you know, every day I walk in, I wake up, I woke up in Panama. I was like, for me, it was like I woke up crying or I woke up like, like uh, I couldn't sleep. It was more like a, I waking up like this, this is a dream. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, God. Like it didn't feel real. You know, let me pinch myself or something, or let me. You know, talking to my daughter, FaceTime. When are you going to be here? I'm like, whew, I don't yeah. know when I'm going to be She's here. She's eight years old at this time. Yeah. So it's like, how do, how do you explain that? You know yeah. what I mean? How do you explain that? But thanks God, you know, things things got better. I received a, a call from, an, uh, well, I call everybody. Like I said, all these senators and everything. They told me, oh, Jose, you need to um, try to find a way, you know, try to make it to at least to uh, to the Miami or try to get a visa or at least like a permit and apply for a humanitarian asylum. And that's, that's, that's where I am right now. I'm a, I'm, I'm on a, on a process of asylum. Hopefully, you know, things get better and I'm able to apply for, for, for my citizenship, you know? Okay. So what exactly is, is a humanitarian asylum? It's so like, it's basically you have to prove them that you, you are, you are, I mean, you are not like a burden to society. Like you are, you are good, you know, you're doing great. You definitely, you're doing the right thing. You don't have any, any, mm-hmm. for example, my doctorate was one of the things that will help me out to, you know, for them to be like, hey, you know what? This guy is somebody that we need. Yeah. Um, and then they, there's, there's different routes too. There's also another visa called the O visa. It's, it's, it's the O visa. It's like for people, anybody that has like, like, um, what do you call that? Like, uh, like extra, um, like knows um have like extra work or or do like uh, how do you call that word? I forgot the word that they have or anyhow, but like has like a book or have like a dissertation or something. Okay. You know? Yeah. And that's that's what my doctorate will put me in. Will put me under that under on, under that category. If you're like an author or something, or yes. Like you're publishing something. Yeah, but there's a word for that. But I, I I forgot. But yeah, but definitely that's some of the things that I'm definitely focusing on. So I can definitely get able to, but I'm here. That's that's that's. Yeah, you made it through, the, man. And um, at the end of the day, every interaction I've ever had with you, I mean, you're always overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's just evident by like you think, just you know, you just get around you, you feel your personality, and yeah. through your actions. I mean, yeah. obviously, like you said, you did all of that within a month of mm-hmm. being in Panama. But like, let's bring it back here. So I mean, you went through seven months of trying to get back to the states. Finally. Yeah. On your fifth attempt to get, you know, back in, you were able to, mm-hmm. and uh, and now that you're back, um, I feel like you've just, uh, it's like you almost didn't, like, lose a step. If anything, you've been going harder. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, like, you know, just the boxing therapy and, like, all the positive you're doing with that, because I had the opportunity to come and, and speak yeah, to thank one you, of the man. groups. I appreciate it. You're always just getting positive influences from the community, mm-hmm. and you're, you're constantly throwing just, like, free events for the community, mm-hmm. and, like, you're just doing so much good. Mm-hmm. And through boxing, and uh, and then so let's just talk about that, and you know, just your whole model with you know yeah. being a, being the champion of life. No, absolutely, man. You see, and that comes from uh, from you know all these years. I feel like you're right. I feel like for me that experience of uh, that happening in Panama, what makes me what makes me realize I'm like, I feel like I need to speed up, you know, speed up a little bit more and put my 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 foot on the, on the gas a little more because. 
I feel like there's so many opportunities that I, even in Panama, I wanted to do, but I, I didn't have a chance to. In Panama, I was, you know, I applied in Panama for so many jobs, you know, and I, and I, when I was there, you know, one time I was like, I'm not giving up, but I need to, you know, six, seven months, I got to pay rent here, here. I got to pay child support. I got to pay all those many things here. And yeah, I, and I didn't have, stop here. Yeah, and I didn't have the money that back in, back in my, my dad was like, well, I'm going to take care of you. But at the end of the day, it's like, I cannot come up with all these expenses that you have in the States. And all those, all that experience, I say, I applied for so many jobs in Panama. Well, for like three jobs in Panama. They told me no. I asked friends to definitely help me out with jobs. Everybody was busy. I understand after 15 years, I mean, you come, Jose's coming home. I, yeah. You know, it's hard. It's a long time. But I, all, the, all that, I took it very personally in the way that I said, you know what? I feel like here I have like a, like a, how do you call that? Like everything, all the opportunities that I have there in front of my eyes. And I feel like I've been, I know that I've been using it, but I, I don't think that I've been, and I still don't think that I've been using it that, to, the, to the level that I, that I can. You know, I can exploit them to the level that I wanted to. So I said, I took that very personal, and I started to, for example, that foundation that I had in Panama, I said, well, I had a business. You know, my, my, the name of the business is called The Boxing Therapy. And I said, I know that me being a therapist, me working for Youth and Need, working for, you know, Redner School District. I said, well, that, that was great, but I know that I was I was able to to do more. And I said, well, let me just, fo- you know, focus on my private practice, start getting clients, and start, you know, working in the gym. Luckily, um, the manager, Jimmy Howell, from the boxing gym, he said, well, I need, I need help in this gym. I need help managing the gym, you know, with rent and everything. And I said, well, let's, let me let me help you. You know, uh, he said, well, you take care. You can bring your clients. You can do whatever you want to do. But help me out with my, with my, with the gym too, with my kids. And, I, and that sounds perfect. Yeah. Because uh, that's what I, but the main thing I did was the boxing therapy. That was something that I created at Lindenwood. It was like designed for, to help people, motivate people, you know, release, you know, help people release some stress, anger, anxiety, you name it. I feel like, you know, the way I've been, I've been, and I've been, Definitely putting the time because, you know, this is not something that I just came out of the blue like, okay, let me go ahead. No, I feel like all the years that, especially me and seeing the kids from Lindenwood and seeing everyday life, I feel like we all get, it's a fight. It's a fight for your dreams. It's a fight to get better. I do believe that we all get knockdowns in life. We all get pissed. We all get mad. We all get upset. We all get happy. I mean, and those are the things that I'm like. As long as you know that it's a knockdown, the main thing is like a real champ because I believe that you don't have to be a, a, a my that's not my motto. My philosophy is like you don't have to be a champion. You don't have to be a boxer to be a champion. You, can, you don't have to be an MMA fighter to be a champion. You can be a champion in life. You can be your mama's champ. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can be your, your teacher's champ, your neighborhood champ. I mean, you name it. Yeah. But you, you are a champion. And if you wake up as a champion and uh, fall asleep as a champion, man, the sky is the limit. Yeah. And, I, and I do feel like um, to be a champion, you got to do championship shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what, what champions do. Champions, you know, they, they take care of business. They, they're responsible. They take, you know, they, they, behave, they behave as a champion in and out of the ring. They listen. You know what I'm saying? They do their chores. They do, you know, they, that's what it is. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you embody that to the fullest. Like, you embody your purpose and your message to the fullest. Yeah. And, um, that, like I said, I, I broken record, but that's very evident. And, um, yeah, dude, life, I mean, life's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you, I like the phrase you use, you know, life is a fight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like 
we're all going to get knocked down. Yeah. We're all going to face challenges. That's inevitable. Um, yeah. The whole idea that things are always good, you're always going to be happy, you know, that's that's false. You know, yeah. it's not true. It's bullshit. Yeah. Whoever, like, gave you the idea that you're not going to have to overcome things. Yeah. Like, that's just not true. So, I mean, um, yeah, no matter what happens, like, we have the capability to take ownership and to turn it into a positive situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I feel like, and I feel like, you know, it, it depends on that. It also depends, and it's in you. I mean, I feel like it's, it's in it's in all of us that we can turn anything, you know, in, into something positive. I feel like for me that was my way. I feel like we all have awakening experience, and that was my awakening experience. And I, I don't expect this to be the last, you know. I yeah. expect I expect to have many more, but I I expect myself to to make the decision to choose because that's one of the. That's one of the things that we don't, we I don't care what we have or what we lose, um, we will always have something. And that's that's called a decision, the will, you know, to pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. To pick well, are we gonna we gonna feel bad, we're gonna feel good, or we're gonna go down, we're gonna go up. Yeah. So the decision is easy. That that word the decision decision to 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 choose, you know, what do you wanna do? Right. You know, you going down or you going up. So I decided to, you know, definitely go up and um yeah. And the boxing, the boxing therapy is like it's great in a way that I like the fact that um, we can definitely life is boxing and MMA. I feel like the fight, just the definition of martial arts, is one of the closest things to to life. You know, yeah. and I relate to boxing because that's what I do. But I do believe that there's a lot, of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that, especially a lot of kids that they like boxing. Um, more than more than that, it's just like the the factor that I definitely focus on and have been doing a lot of research on is on aggression. Yeah. You know, and I've been studying a lot of theories of, of aggression and theories of motivation. And I feel like, you know, we all, we all have that. It's, it's a human nature instinct. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I, you know, if you go to any schools right now, that's one of the main things that counselors or, or people, they, they, you know, we, that's something that I deal with, uh, you know, on, on a daily basis. Like, you know, how can I cope with my anger? Or how can I cope with my feelings? And I feel like it's a lot of kids that they are, especially in the area that I am in counseling, hurting themselves, cutting themselves because mm -hmm. they don't know what to do. You go yeah. to any, you go to any psychiatry uh, hospital, most, I would say 90, more than 90% of the kids that are there are there because of the, uh, behavioral issues but mainly cutting or mainly They're hurting themselves yeah suicidal thoughts or you know att yeah. attempts so i do feel like um boxing you know the exercise and the way i've been able to to develop and you know create these type of programs is, are definitely helping yeah i got some sessions in my gym in my i'm sorry in my private practice in my office and i got kids sitting sitting right right in front of me and they tell me jose i don't i don't like this can we go to the gym and I said, okay, let's go to the gym. And I, I started bringing some of my clients to my gym. I have my sessions in my gym for the past, for quite some time now. And the kids, they feel more comfortable. Now, it's a one-on-one -on -one thing. We sit in, inside of the ring. We, we, the cool thing is, like, I have two stools, you know, from a champ to a champ. Yeah. Sit down in the stool. Yeah. And I look, and I tell them, I want you to look around the ring. And this called, this right here is life, you know. Welcome to the ring of life, man. What are we fighting for? Yeah. Well, I'm fighting because my mama told me that Fortnite, I cannot play Fortnite last night, and I, I'm grounded from Fortnite. I'm like, okay, brother, that's that's what it is. That's what you're fighting for, right? You're yeah. fighting, you, you're mad because of that. And because of, uh, and because of that, 
you start breaking walls and you start hurting yourself. Now you know you got to, you know what I'm saying? You broke your hand. And you see, I, I don't want to tell, I want to, the main thing about me telling people is like, uh, uh, you know, be, you know, be getting, getting angry or, or getting upset. I mean, those are emotions, you know, that that's, right. that's natural. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be, you know, you name it. Yeah. But it's not okay to, you know what I'm saying, to cut yourself. Right. Or, or to start breaking walls and breaking your head. And, and you see, and that's what I'm trying to focus on more when it comes to the boxing therapy is, is focusing on that behavior that comes after after that emotion. You know, and that's what I'm, you know, I feel like I'm just trying to promote boxing, martial arts as a, as a way for for them to cope with something different. I ask some of the kids, I'm like, they love music, they love singing, they love um, playing games. And you know, some of the crazy things about with these kids playing games, it's like it's crazy because you know more than more than them playing is is always it's also something about it's it's also something about they're in control. You see what I'm saying? They they are in control of of, of something on their life, or, or they feel like for 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 that little that long time or period that they could be playing. They are. They feel safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They like feel that's, safe in that moment. They have control. They, they yeah. have control of, of something, and, and that could be something that you know. That could be something that I want parents can definitely learn from that and be like, maybe something I I might I, I might be doing I might be doing something wrong, or maybe something I can change. But yeah, man. But I I'm, I like I said, and that will be something that that's something that I focus on. Like I said, the behavior. But the main thing, some of the main things that I am I'm also exploring now is is also the Population with kids with disabilities, adults with disabilities, adult with autism, Down syndrome, you know, physical disabilities of Parkinson, MLS, you name it, because there's so many research out there that talks about boxing as a way for them to that help them with their, you know, with their social interaction, with their communication, with their, um, with their anxiety, with, you name it. We, do, we know with the self-esteem. So, yeah, it, it's very interesting, man, because like I said, now it's research out there that shows that it, it, it helps, you know, especially now, you know, that's my next project, you know, try to get a hold of uh, the Association for Parkinson here in Missouri and start bringing them, them, them to the gym. Uh-huh. Because my goal is to, you know, my goal about besides this, Adam, I feel like it's more than the inclusion part, you know, the diversity part. I would like to... I would like any gym. You see, I I, I love St. Charles MMA. They doing um, that. You know, they are. This is the type of gym that people can feel comfortable. You know. Yeah, it's like I, <clears throat> got a real big community. It's yeah, a big community. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many gyms out there that they definitely they they are great. But I wanted I wanted them to have these type of programs. You know, programs that people that families they said, well, I have my kid with autism. You know, he's very low functional or. Or I got my kid with cerebral palsy. Let me take him to, to this gym. But mm-hmm. I don't want only one. I want everybody. I want people to, parents to feel comfortable. Hey, let's take him to uh, San Charles and Mimei. Let's take it to Jose. Let's take it to uh, uh, Westport, Phoenix. I mean, whoever gym. It's a whole there. network. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah, brother, man. Club, that's a club fitness, goals, gym. I mean, yeah. everything. You know. Yeah, man. That's a hell of a that's a hell of a goal to uh, to work towards. You absolutely, know I mean? absolutely. But what but I feel like the sky is the limit, and I know that you 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 know you you start with something. You know. Yeah. And I appreciate you, man, because you know these type of programs right here, and these you know these these type of podcasts right here. I know that it, it get the message out there 
because the message I know is is huge. It's big, and a lot of people they don't understand. They still are. <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself, "What I do, Jose? You do so many things." Because I'm on a daily basis doing things. Like like I told you, I just came back from Winsville, mm-hmm. Winsville School District. They want me to, you know, they are the first school that actually contact me about creating workshop for alternative for this alternative school, and they are. I'm getting another call. You know, the Department of Juvenile. The Justice Center, they have a little contract with them too. They bring in, you know, some of those, some of, some of their kids or that they are assigned to them to the gym. And you see, um, I have a little contract with them, Achievement Unlimited. Those are adults with disabilities. They come into the gym. My next goal is some Parkinson groups and, you know, everything, you know. I, and then I also have my adult classes. These are, <laughs> these are like regular people, man, like me and you, that they just like, you know. Yeah. They retire athletes. These are people that they just go to school, people that they just like, you know what, I just I feel like I'm happy. Yeah. I, I'm in a place that I learn how to box. I learn how to feel better. And then uh, it's, not like, it's, not, it's not a commitment of yeah. when you're going to fight. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, man, that's how empires are built, man. You know, you just you just got to take action, yeah. you know, just doing one thing at a time and then it just builds and it builds and it builds and before you know it, you have your whole enterprise. Absolutely, absolutely. And I and I, 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 I hey, and don't get me wrong, but you know, I feel like on your brand, man, that will branch, I I love it. I love it. I feel like it's a lot of things related. You know, I I, I look up to you, I look up to your brand, and I feel like this this type of things is a, is something that can definitely impact a lot of a lot of people and i know that you like you're right you start with you, you're gonna start slow but, you just gotta start though but at the end of the day it's about it's about putting the work and and, and continuing because a lot right. of people that's that's what that's what i'm saying like a lot of people they just get disengaged because they're like oh i don't see any any results or maybe i'm just tired but this what i'm what i'm doing right now with you I, i'm you learning from me i'm learning with you from you from you and i feel that that's the key yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're connecting, we're having conversation, we're growing. Mm-hmm. This is the key. Yeah. This is the key. I mean, like, we, we got to have each other. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, dude, you're working hard at building that community. And it's yeah, fucking like, awesome. Likewise, man. I might need to get me, I might need to get me ahead of that. Uh, impo- <laughs> dude, I'm about to, uh, I got a lot of things in the works with the Imposable yeah. brand, dude. That's so right, that's right. It's coming, it's coming. So, all right, brother, it's already been an hour. It flew, oh. flew by just like that. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. So anything you want to plug? How can the folks get a hold of you, ask questions, say hello? Oh, well, you know, they, they can definitely have a, have a, they can plug me, they can plug with me on you know, Instagram, Boxing Therapy. That's the name of the, uh, of the Instagram. They all, I also have the Boxing Therapy um, Facebook page. Okay. And I'm right now I'm, I'm working on the, on the website right now. But I'm like, you know, like I said, those are the type of things and that people can definitely connect with me. Facebook, Jose Jones, you know, they can always look me up and definitely I'm down. I'm here. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Good stuff, no, brother. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. And I'll put all your links in the show notes so anybody can get a hold of you. All right. Appreciate it, man. All right, brother. Oh, now are we filming too? We are filming too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Till next time.